good to see everybody tonight, Tuesday night, and we are live. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Let's talk about Twitter right off the bat. Kind of hate to keep talking about Twitter, but it keeps rising to the surface, keeps bubbling up, because the reason why it keeps coming out slowly is because of what we're about to explain to you. If you haven't seen it already, Matt Taibbi, just so you know, that's one of the reporters that the Twitter information has been given to by Elon Musk. Problem was, it was being filtered, i.e. vetted by Jim Baker. Listen to this. We can tell you part of the reason why on Tuesday, Twitter Deputy General Counsel and former FBI General Counsel Jim Baker was fired. He was actually fired today. Among the reasons, vetting the first batch. What was, leave this up now. The first batch of information that was released from Twitter, from Elon Musk to Matt Taibbi, going to a set, the second batch goes to a second reporter. I'll tell you her name in just a second. But there was supposed to be really a second part of the first batch that was supposed to be released to Matt Taibbi, and it was not released. And we were all sitting there going, my producer Aaron's been feeding me the information about uh, the Twitter uh, information dump from Elon Musk, which is a great move. I mean, I'm not lock, stock, and barrel into Elon yet because we got to wait. But they'll tell you, he's doing more as a center-left person than most right-wing politicians ever dream of doing. So credit to him up to this point. Not lock, stock, and barrel. Not a sycophant. Just saying, you know what? Doing great so far. My viewership has gone up on Twitter a lot. Uh, every, you know, my uh, people, a lot more people follow me. I'm not getting bashed. I'm not losing followers all the time. Not that I have a whole bunch of followers on Twitter, but it's about 1,800, 1,840, something like that. So anyway, the, you know, the first the first batch was released to Matt Taibbi, and we're all sitting around going, "Where's the next batch?" Because Taibbi said it's going to come out in the next basically 12 to 24 hours, and it never did come out. Well, here here's the reason why. We can now tell you part of the reason why. On Tuesday, Twitter Deputy General Counsel and former FBI General Counsel Jim Baker, so you had the General Counsel for the FBI, and then the Assistant General Counsel for Twitter being the same person, but not not. Not at the same time, but being the same person. Jim Baker was fired. Among the reasons, Jim Baker firmly had signed off on the Pfizer warrants involved in the whole Russian collusion hoax, all that stuff. Jim Baker was fired. Among the reasons, vetting the first batch of Twitter files without the knowledge of, of management. So vetting is a very nice term put out by Matt Taibbi, who's a, trying to appear impartial, which hopefully he is, which he usually is. So it's really not vetting, it was censoring, it was filtering information, probably having to do with himself, having to do with Jim Baker himself. Former FBI attorney, again, going back to the Bongino rule of things, they all know each other. They all know each other. Michael Sussman, who lied to the FBI, he just got acquitted by a Hillary Clinton attorney, I mean, Hillary Clinton jury, Hillary Clinton uh, uh, Obama judge, they all, and Sussman, they work together. All these people, I mean, that's Hillary Clinton, DNC attorney Michael Sussman worked directly. His, where Michael Sussman got his information about the Russian collusion hoax was from Jim Baker. And then Jim Baker is now in charge of one of the largest social media companies in the world as far as their legal approach to things. So you have all of these people knowing each other. You have the FBI having an office. This is not right-wing conspiracy theory. Nobody at Perkins Coie is, is denying this. Mark Elias or anybody else. Nobody's denying that the FBI in D.C. has an office inside of Perkins Coie. They don't share an office building. The FBI has an office inside of Mark Elias' 
Perkins Cooey Law Firm. Perkins Cooey, who went to Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele, all of that. We know that for the collusion hoax. The FBI actually has an office inside of it. And you have general counsel for the FBI. Then he moves from the general counsel of the corrupt FBI, Christopher Ray, James Comey FBI, then moves to be general counsel of one of the largest social media companies on the planet dealing with 500 million tweets a day, if I read it correctly, on Elon Musk's recent, one of Elon Musk's recent tweets. All right, go to the next one for me, other. Matt Taibbi tweet again. Over the weekend, while we both, the, it's just supposed to, it sounds like a man's name, but it's not. Barry Weiss is actually a female. Over the weekend, while we both, Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss, dealt with obstacles to new searches, it was Barry Weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing files was someone named Jim. When she called to ask Jim's last name, the answer came back, Jim Baker. So the, the man who was, again, Elon Musk didn't know anything about this. I mean, you're running a very large company. He's fired about 75% of the employees so far at Twitter. And viewership and engagement on Twitter and uh, membership on Twitter, all of that, I believe it's so overwhelmed because I tried to get blue checkmarked. My producer, tried to, Aaron, tried to get me blue checkmarked on Twitter, which is basically a sign-up process, has been shut down right now because they're being overwhelmed with business. And all of those businesses that decided they didn't want to do any more business with Twitter are all now coming back. So she's trying to figure out why is it that we're not getting this second batch of information? Well, it's because Jim Baker hadn't been fired yet. He got fired today. He was, quote, unquote, vetting the information. He wasn't vetting anything. And Elon Musk actually put out a tweet that I didn't, that I'm not using on the podcast, but it's very easy to surmise. He put out a tweet and says Jim Baker's explanation was not good enough. So he got fired. So in other words, he was actually vetting, really filtering, censoring the information that he was releasing in Elon Musk's name, Elon Musk's Twitter to Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss. He was actually, it never ends with these people. It never ends. Everything's always redacted. Everything's always edited. You have CDC, the CDC who won't release hospitalization and death rates amongst the COVID-19 vaccinated. All of Anthony Fauci's emails are redacted, and even though he has no national security interests whatsoever. All of these, everything is always redacted. 14,000 hours of 1-6 video footage, basically exonerating everybody, is not been, has never been released, 14,000 hours, you can go over and over again, all the, you know, the FBI and the quote-unquote, bo- the bombing attempts with the egg timers and at the DNC and the RNC, all of that's edited and redacted and information's not released, it's all, listen, we need to understand the status of the country that we are living in right now, we, yes, the, the Declaration of Independence is great. The Bill of Rights and the Constitution is great. Those things are great. Our founding fathers are great. Ronald Reagan was great. Donald Trump was great. Ron DeSantis is great. Jim Jordan is great. Various other people are great. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Steve Bannon. These are great people and great patriots. But our country is a cesspool right now. It's an absolute cesspool. 98% of people in Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia, voted for Joe Biden. Understand that. That is who is running this country right now. That is why they're hauling up people like Alex Jones, Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, um, Michael Flynn, Roger Stone, in front of D.C. judges or in front of blue state judges. This is a very corrupt country. Very corrupt. We need to know who it is that we are fighting against. We need to know. 
Sean Davis tweet. I am shocked. This just shows you how all of this is interlinked. They go, it's just like, it's just like Lloyd Austin. The defense secretary works for Raytheon. He's well, first of all, he, I believe he's either a defense secretary or higher up in the defense uh, department before goes and works for Raytheon secures multi billions of dollars worth of contracts, military contracts for Raytheon. Then lo and behold becomes a member of Raytheon's board. And then he t- takes the, the, uh, uh, DOD, uh, the defense secretary position again with the Biden administration. It's just all interwoven. It is a giant, and I want to use a disgusting term, but I can't and I won't. But it is a, a giant goat rodeo of bull crap, absolute corruption. That is what we are living in. You understand? We as the church, and then we as conservatives, we have, to, we have to not only say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done, we must stand in both of those things also. Sean Davis tweet, I am shocked to learn that the FBI lawyer who signed off on an illegal FISA warrant, that would be James Baker, Jim Baker, containing fabricated evidence meant to deceive the federal courts, absolutely fabricated. A part of that evidence is what I tell you all the time where they said there's vast media reporting on Russian collusion. The vast media reporting, that data came from the FBI itself. And then they used the, the, the leaks to the media as evidence in their affidavits. As evidence there in their affidavits, it's the things that Jim Baker signed off on. In their affidavits, they write, to support their Russian collusion FISA narrative warrants, they say, you know what, there's mass video footage. Look, there's, I mean, there's mass... Uh, uh, media coverage of this well the ones who gave that the media that that data was the fbi that's how that, see what i mean it's circular it's an absolute circle of corruption fabricated evidence meant to deceive the federal courts was also involved in a corrupt scheme to hide evidence about the fbi's role in censorship of the hunter biden laptop story so you had it the former fbi general counsel working for twitter and then you have the FBI meeting weekly with Twitter. Think about that. FBI counsel working at Twitter, former FBI counsel, general counsel. And then you have the FBI meeting with Yoel Roth of Twitter every week. I mean, I mean think, about the, think about the level of corruption here. You want to talk about third world banana republic, Pravda, Goebbels media? FBI has their general counsel there. The FBI then meets regularly with their content coordinator, Yoel Roth, for Twitter weekly. All right, let's go to the next one. This is, here's, here's what Baker did, James Baker. When the Hunter Biden laptop uh, censorship occur- occurred, the suppressing of that story, here's how he chimed in, because actually what was happening, if you read the Taibbi tweets closely, there was actually a lot of infighting inside of Twitter about whether or not they had the right to suppress the story using the excuse, using the justification they were using, which was that it was possibly, possibly hacked material or Russian disinformation because nobody had any, nobody had any evidence, none, just like climate change, just like COVID, no evidence, no climate change at all, that, that this gonna, CO2 is going to cause any problems. The COVID, you know, COVID is an existential threat to your life. There's no evidence of any of that. None. None. But yet, and again, there's no, there's no evidence that, there was, that this was Russian disinformation. There was no evidence at all that this was hacked. No tech experts came in and checked to see whether this was hacked. There was no evidence that it was Russian, but here you have the former general counsel of the FBI chiming in 
while the FBI is meeting weekly with content coordinator Yoel Roth at Twitter. And you're like, why be so centered on Twitter? Because it's not just Twitter. The FBI was meeting also with Facebook. The FBI was meeting with YouTube, meeting with Google. This is the FBI. What do they What do they have to do with a Hunter Biden laptop? Nothing. What do they have to do with the Trump campaign, the Biden campaign? Nothing. They should be They should be worried about fentanyl pouring over the borders. 40% increase in violent crime. 25% increase in felonious murders. That's what they should be worried about. But instead, they're involving themselves in elections just like the brown shirts under Adolf Hitler. The very people who are Nazis use calling you a Nazi to gain control of you. Just so you know. You never give in, ever. Baker quickly jumped to support the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story and said that it's reasonable for us to assume they may have been hacked and that caution is warranted. What? What, what, what makes it reasonable? What evidence? Again, it goes, it's like Bill Barr. Well, there's no evidence that there was enough voter fraud to overturn the election. Based on what investigation that you conducted, Bill Barr? And they, they just spout it. They either spout that there's no problem with no evidence and no investigation, or they claim that, or they claim there is a vast problem with no investigation and no no evidence whatsoever. That's what they always do. There's always no evidence. There's no always no information. Either way, COVID nineteen is an existential threat to your life. We all got to get vaccinated to stop transmission of infection. What tells you? What evidence is there that COVID nineteen is an existential threat to your life? Acts first lionitis study comes out right in May or um, April, May, June of 2020 and says that's 99.9% survivable, better than the flu for people zero to 50. So what's the existential threat? They, but they keep saying that it is with no information and no investigation. Climate change, CO2. CO2 is a problem based on what? Based on what research? Based on what data? Based on what evidence? None. They just keep stating that it's a problem. Same thing they did right here with Twitter because demonic spirits are demonic spirits. They do exactly the same thing they did in Hitler's Germany in 1930 because they were alive then and they're alive now and they're influencing the same weak-minded sycophant people who will glom onto as Andrew Tate says it's people who just lack a certain sentience who just don't think things through they're destroyed for lack of knowledge they just they just create a problem or or state that there is no problem like Bill Barr with no evidence and no investigation that's what they do let's go on the next one Jeff uh Jeff Carlson tweet Consider the ramifications. Baker, as deputy legal counsel at Twitter, was slow releasing cherry-picking and cherry-picking documents for release at Twitter, knowing he was subject to oversight from Elon. It's the same spirit again. Just sneaky little liars. Now consider what Baker was doing as chief legal counsel at the FBI with no oversight. So now he got oversighted by Elon because Elon fired him today. And see, I mean, yeah, listen, we've got to give... Elon credit for testicular fortitude firing this guy former general counsel for the FBI probably lurched right back in to the uh, DC swamp who gets some high-ranking job where he'll be able to arrest people be able to charge people like all all of these corrupt people the clappers the Brennans all of them Andrew Weissman's all of them have these high-ranking I mean these are incredibly demonic lying monsters 
who ruin people's lives and think nothing about it. And that, that's what, exactly what will happen with Jim Baker. He'll just slither back into the swamp and get some high-paying job at some high-paying D.C. Democratic Party sycophant law firm, and they'll end up trying to destroy, he'll end up for the rest of his life trying to destroy conservatives' lives. Just, just like Letitia James came out with her conviction against the Trump organization for $1.6 million. This is what he got. I mean, Donald Trump, Aaron, see if you can look it up how much Donald Trump's worth. I know he's worth billions. I just don't know how many billions. But after basically, it started probably, and let me be, I'm being conservative here. The investigations into Donald Trump probably started back in 2015 or even earlier. So here we are in 2022, basically 2023. So let's just say seven years. Seven years worth of investigations. The only thing they've got on Donald Trump is they got like a Trump attorney who has found uh, 2.5 billion. So he's worth between two and $3 billion. So you have basically all, all they've got on him so far, Letitia James bought and paid for district attorney, state attorney for the state of New York, bought and paid for by George Soros, just like many of the others. And so in the, in the Trump orbit, all they've gotten so far, they've been suing him, trying to prosecute him. They just won the legal battle where his tax returns now have to be released to Congress, which I'm like, you know what? Great. If that's the precedent, then great. You know what? If that's the precedent, now the public officials can have their tax re- returns spilled all over the, uh, the floor, of the floor of the Congress, great, because Nancy's next. I want to see Nancy's. I want to see Obama's. I certainly want to see Biden's. Certainly want to see Hunter Biden's, Adam Schiff's. I want to see everybody's, because if that's the precedent, let's go ahead and open that door. So Letitia James got a $1.6 million settlement today for some sort of alleged tax evasion or something. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but a $1.6 million, $1.6 million. Remember, $1 million is one thousandth of a billion and donald trump is worth almost three billion dollars and that's what they've gotten in seven years worth of lawsuits and fake prosecutions against donald trump they got the one conviction against his attorney who was giving people free parking passes that 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 is why i just i'm putting this out there so that you understand the level of and most of you that are watching preaching of the choir you know the level of corruption that we are living in right now is it this where we are? And, and it's going to launch into my basically my second segment here in just a minute because we're going to need to what Jesse Kelly calls balkanize. But let's go over. Let me show you this first. Just this was just a little side. Now you can put it up. Jay Batichera tweet switching subjects now off of Twitter for now. We may go back to Twitter later. Canada's innovative approach. Look at the bottom. Well, we'll go to the bottom first from World News. Iran to give warnings to women without hijab a job via text message. After two texts, their bank accounts will be blocked. How can that happen? How do people's bank accounts end up being blocked? I actually, I actually retweeted this and put hashtag just like, just like Justin, just like Justin Trudeau. So, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Who's blocking bank accounts? Because they are the same spirit. They are the exact same people. So you have the mullahs in Iran blocking people's bank accounts for protesting. For protesting, they will not be able to access their bank accounts. In other words, they can't buy, sell, trade, or travel because they have CBDC currency in Iran where they can be controlled by the government. Shut down their bank accounts, just like Justin Trudeau. And Dr. Bhattacharya puts that up here. Canada, Canada's innovative approach to protest their civil liberties keeps paying dividends as governments worldwide emulate great work, Justin Trudeau. So Justin Trudeau is just like Iran. He is. How's he any different? You have protests in Canada. And he starts shutting down people's bank accounts who gave 10 bucks to the Freedom Convoy. That's it. It's, they're the exact 
same people. We, we think we're these Western democracies that are cataclysmically different than the Mullahs in Iran. No different. If Biden could do it, he would do it. And I've got a section on that tonight too. But on to the Jesse Kelly vulcanization section of the show tonight because I want to show you this because this is what needs to happen. Scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 6, 17, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Be separate. You know, all Christians, we need to be part of the community. You, no, no, that's it's the opposite. M- most Christians would never let the Bible get in the way of what they believe. Never. That most Christians would never let the Bible get in the way of their theology. They're out there prostituting themselves with car washes, bending over for the community, doing whatever they can for the community. Now, what you're supposed to be is a city on a hill that everybody wants to be like. That's what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be the wealthiest, the wealthiest, the most successful. That's what you're supposed to be as a Christian. That's the Bible. I can go into a myriad of scriptures to show you that, but I won't do that right now. But that's what you're, that's what you're supposed to be. Come out from among them and be separate. I'm not saying we, listen, we go send missionaries anywhere and always try to win the loss. But I'm telling you, you've got to come out from among them and be separate. You hear Jesse Kelly tweet, vulcanize, get to a red state and become an activist. Look at the bottom first. Breaking, Illinois governor signs bill that eliminates cash bail starting January 1st. Now this is what this, this move, of course, in New York, we've seen it. Seattle, we've seen it. This precipitates all all mass increases in crime. You want to increase in crime. You want to have a mass increase in felonious crimes. What you do is start off with some basic principles. Number one, don't prosecute crime. Number two, cut, put in a cashless bail system. That's what you do. If you want to have rampant felonious crimes, get cash bail implemented and don't prosecute criminals. That way your crime weight will go through the roof and then they will justify you going and confiscating guns from law-abiding citizens. That's the plan. But here, here's, the, here's the point. So, vulcanize. Get to a red state. I've been saying this now for a couple months. And become an activist to make it redder and fortify against the coming communist hordes. That's the truth. We are, we are going to now shift into, we are now going to shift into a balkanized country. We need to be okay with that. It's not a problem. That's why we have a federalist. That's why we have a federalist system. Basically, you've got 50 individual countries that have agreed to certain laws like a franchise system, like Chick-fil-A. We agree to certain laws, but you run your own franchises. You run your own states. You've got, listen, uh, people hate it when I say stuff like this. And you got valid reasons. And I, you know, you do what you got to do. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2.12. But here's the thing. These blue states are not just, you know, I just can't give up on my home. It's not just that they're going bad. They're going dangerous. It's not just that they're going perverted. It's that they're going dangerous for you. In many ways, both physically to your body and to your legal standing. Well, they can just make up a charge, i.e. Bannon, Navarro, Alex Jones, whatever, whatever. I mean, I could go into a myriad of false charges. Alex Jones being found guilty of defamation when he didn't defame anybody. You can't defame dead people. It's not possible. It doesn't meet the definition of defamation, but yet he's got a 990 some odd million dollar settlement against him for defaming people that are dead. It's not possible. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not being harsh. 
It's not being mean to the victims of Sandy Hook. It's just talking about the, defami- the, the definition of defamation. It doesn't mean it. But yet, because he was hauled in front of a Hartford blue court, any attorney can put together an affidavit against anybody. And if it's put in front of a judge, i.e. the Mar-a-Lago raid, got to find the blue area of Florida, find that magistrate, and then put your affidavit in front of them. And the FBI, the same people who wrote the collusion hoax, wrote the FISA warrants for the collusion hoax, wrote the affidavit for the Mar-a-Lago raid. All you got to do is put it in front of a judge. There's only some sort of ability to deny for a judge. Oh, this is what I saw in that legal document. This is what I didn't see in that legal document. There's always some possible deniability. But we right now are transforming into, and and here's the thing, it's a good thing. We need to transform. We need to transform into a balkanized society. Put that tweet back up for me, other real quick, for everybody to see. So here's Jesse Kelly, balkanized. Get to a red state and become an activist. Absolutely. All of us need to be. To make it redder, and I'm just going to add another word, redder and redder and redder, Fortify against the coming communist hordes. Your blue area cannot be saved. That's true. J.B. Pritzker gets elected time. J.B. Pritzker or his ilk gets elected over and over and over again. The state of Pennsylvania just elected Josh Shapiro, who couldn't be any more of a baby butchering leftist progressive. He's not, he's, he's left of Mao and he just got elected. Uh, Gavin Newsom will get elected again. The odds of Herschel Walker winning tonight because of the corrupt elections in Georgia are is very minimal. I hope he does. But because Raphael, leave this up for me. Raphael Warnock led by 30%, 30% in early voting. He's not, that's Everest. For people, it's raining in Georgia today. People are going to go and vote. All, they're going to overcome. I hope he does. And I'll be the first one to admit I was wrong. But the odds are very slim. So these, these blue states, and if you're, you're watching right now, and you're a blue state, you know, do what you want to do. But the, you, sometimes it comes to a place you have to go, you know what? It's time to piss on the fire and call the dogs. It's just over. It's just over. Just get, just, it, it, it's just not going to happen because in those urban centers, they're just going to keep... Uh, manifesting ballots you're like well we can fix it how are you going to fix it I mean there's just not enough people there to fix it I mean, and, but do what you want and you, and you can win regional elections but you, there's just no way at times to change things and it's time to move you do what you want to do but he says here leave it to, for the animals and protect yourself and your family right. you know they don't like you they can write an affidavit against you and bring you in front of an Obama judge who sentenced you to five years in prison for doing nothing. What would stop? I mean, I want you to ask yourself this question. What would stop them from doing that? They're doing it right now to pro-life protesters. Not doing anything wrong. They're out there in front of abortion clinics singing how great thou art and they're being federally charged and being threatened with years in prison right now by Christopher Wray. And 90-something percent of all threats of violence when it comes to the topic of abortion are against pro-lifers, but the only people being arrested are pro-lifers. All the threats of violence are directed towards them, but the people being arrested are, pro, are pro-lifers. They can do whatever they want. You think I'm you see a lot of you have this. See, I was a cop, but you, most of you know this, you watch, I was a cop myself. 1992, 2017, I filled out lots of what's called probable cause affidavits. If you get those in front of the right judge, 
as a Democratic Party attorney, you can be arrested for doing nothing wrong. They can do what they're doing to Trump. They can just subpoena all of your tax records and just find something. Find something that you didn't even intend to do. But you, you've got to be in a state that also won't extradite you to a blue state. This We've got to do this. Because what should have ha- happened with Steve Bannon was if he was he lived in a red state, but I believe he lives in D.C., he could live in a red state that refuses to extradite. You're like, that can't be. You'd be violating federal laws. But federal laws, we've had sanctuary cities for going on a decade now. Sanctuary cities that refuse to turn over illegal immigrants by federal statute to ICE agents. They refuse to. So why can't we create red state havens that refuse to extradite their citizens to blue courts? That's what needs to happen. I'm telling you. No violence. See Facebook? No violence. No violence, YouTube. No, I'm not calling for any violence. I'm calling for you to get a U-Haul because really your safety, both ideologically, your safety, both, both uh, your freedom, is for your safety and freedom, your, your safety physically because get people like J.D. Pritzker are just going to let everybody out with cashless bail. There's a reason why you have cash bail. Cash bail, if it's a very serious crime, requires thousands upon thousands of dollars to get out. And when they, when they instituted this in New York, they had recidivism through the roof. So we need to be thinking about this. You need to be thinking about it. It's very easy for me to say, I know, I'm living in Florida, but just so you know, we were, were within 30,000 votes of Andrew Gillum. It was very close for us too. Would I, would I have been arrested in 2020 if Andrew Gillum, when I refused, refused the mask, refused the lockdown, refused the social distance, Refuse the vaccines, refuse everything. You think Andrew Gillum would have left me outside of prison? No, you, what, ha- what happened with Rodney Howard Brown? There's just the right state attorney filling out the right affidavit and putting in front of the right judge. Jane Castro, outspoken homosexual lesbian activist, is the mayor of Tampa. Hillsborough County is run by liberals, a liberal state attorney. They're the ones. And that's what happened. That's what happened. You just have to have the right judge and the right state attorney. And Soros is spreading those state attorneys all over. It's that easy. Just get out a pen and write down. If you put it in front of the right judge, I just I, I just pick on my producer, Aaron. Aaron stole $4 worth of mulch. I saw him. No, I thought he was just picking weeds in front. Nope, stole mulch. Put that in front of an Obama judge because he works on the TLP podcast. Well, he could be he could be put in prison, but uh, for petty theft carries up to sixty days in prison, sixty days in the county jail. You don't you don't think this could happen, but it is happening. It's just happening to big names right now. If it happened to Trump, Navarro, Bannon, Flynn, Stone, it can happen to you, Alex Jones. They're trying to destroy him. Milk Bar TV video. I just want to show you this. They just reelected this man. Play it for me. Hopefully a much, much better 2022 than being vaccinated is an important part of that. Two doses of this vaccine is the greatest protection that you can have. You need to have three doses, not two plus an optional extra, but in fact, to be fully protected, to be fully vaccinated. Prevented not just from serious illness, but from getting this virus and therefore giving it to others. 
You may still get this virus, but you are at a fraction of the risk of finishing up in hospital. Vaccines work. Premier Daniel Andrews has been re-elected for an historic third term. The fact that Victorians stuck together, looked out for each other, went and got vaccinated. Two doses, three doses, a fourth dose, because vaccines work. <laughs> Look how evil the man is. I mean, look how, I mean, you see that picture? Look, Aaron, can you throw that up? Look at that guy. I mean, listen, I, I never make that face. Ever. You have to, listen, you have to be demonic to look like this. There's, there's no way, for, you'd have to work at that to create that face. And he just got reelected November 26th. You take it down, I don't want to look at him anymore. November 26th, he just got reelected. You're like, Tom, that's Australia. That's the same thing though. Victoria's gone. It's gone. These people, this is what they want. I could, we could play. Aaron and I could go through our archives and that nobody can touch our archives because we now own the data because it's on our computers. We could put together a hour long, two hour long video of police abuses inside of Victoria. People being tackled to the ground, beaten for not vaccine, not social distancing, not masking, not whatever. We put all that, they just voted it back in. We just saw what was supposed to be a red wave turn into a red ripple because this is what people want. We need to understand that. And by the way, but it's not hopeless. We just need to grab a hold of our areas now and we can try to not buy violence. We can try to take over areas after we balkanize. We got to balkanize Florida, balkanize Texas, balkanize Tennessee, Get Georgia. Maybe we can still get Georgia. I don't know. Arkansas, West Virginia. You name a myriad of states. Oklahoma. Balkanize our states. Make them untouchable to the federal government. Untouchable. What I mean by that is if, if San Francisco can be a sanctuary city, then we can be sanctuary states. Just use their case law. Use their precedent against them. Here's my own tweet. The Democratic Party goal just so you know, is China. That's their goal. That's why we must balkanize. You're like, why did you show the video from Australia? Because it just shows you. They're just, and this just happened all over the United States. You know, whether it's J.B. Pritzker and, or Gavin Newsom, whoever, wherever there wasn't term limits, basically most Democratic governors and most Democratic senators got reelected. But again, there's hope because we actually won by millions the popular vote. It's a huge, out, huge uh, turnout for the Republicans. So there's great hope. But we can't touch these areas. So we need to secure our areas. We need to balkanize and become powerful. Because the Democratic Party, their goal is for us to be China. That's their goal. Understand that. They want to rule like Xi, mask you for humiliation and subjection, CBDC, central bank, digital currency, so they can turn your money off, and turn, their, and turn your money on as they see fit. If you don't vote correctly, buy correctly, act correctly, speak correctly, they'll turn your money off just like they're doing, the mullahs are doing in Iran, and just like their brother, Justin Trudeau, who loves China, does, and just like Xi does in China. Lock you down at any whim, 
You know what? Our excuse this month will be COVID. Our excuse next month will be flu. Next month will be RSV. Next month will be climate change. Then RSV again. Then climate change. Then COVID. Then flu. Then lock you down for any reason at all. It's funny right now. I'll leave this up. In London right now, they're having so much uh, tourism happening in the streets of London. They got all their Christmas lights up and everybody's freer from the COVID mania. And what are Londoners asking for? Londoners are, are Londoners are asking for this came out in the Daily Mail UK. They're actually asking for a lockdown. People in London, they're so programmed now. They're so assimilated. They're like, you know, the answer is totalitarianism. That's exactly what happened in Hitler's Germany. It's exactly what happened in Italy. It, you know, when you're talking about World War II, it's exactly what happened in in you know the Axis powers, Japan, Italy, Germany. Exactly what happened is people get assimilated and then they go, you know what? What works, at least temporarily, because sin is always fun for a season, is totalitarianism. It does work for a little while. It never stays, but it does work for a little while. And they, they, Londoners are so assimilated and so brainwashed and so programmed, they don't like so many tourists being in their town that they want to call for a lockdown for no reason. Just lock it down. And that's what all the pastors learned in America. They locked their churches down and taught all of their people to never go to church. So all those people have now been assimilated into never going to church. Lock you down at any whim for any reason. Social credit system penalize you for not acting and voting appropriately. Understand the evil. Please get this. If they could do this, it would have already been done. The only reason why we are not Australia, where they are, were and probably are building COVID camps is because they can't get away with that yet here. That's why you must always stand. They tell you, you will mask, you say no. You will vax, you say no. You will call a man a woman and a woman a man. You say, no, I won't do those things. You will call gay relationships normal. No, I'm not going to do it. You will be politically correct. You will get into gender, gender identity. No, I'm not getting into any of that. You will be woke. No, I'm not going to be woke. I'm going to stay asleep. Thank you. That's what you do. So they want us to be China. Here's an example. I just want to show you China. Because if you notice, the Biden administration, the only administration that's even touched China was, of course, Donald Trump, because Donald Trump's not a globalist. Donald Trump is a nationalist. He's a populist nationalist. Not white nationalist, a nationalist who believes in the sovereignty of the United States of America. The only one who touched China, who actually put uh, trade constraints on China, actually put tariffs on China, was Donald Trump. Why, is Biden, why did Biden lift all those the moment he came in? Because he's bought and paid for $1.5 billion in 2014. Air Force Two, him and Hunter fly over. Hunter gets $1.5 billion sent by a CCP-controlled bank to his consultancy firm he's bought and paid for. Bought and paid for. And it's, and it's, even, it's even deeper than that because there's many rhinos bought and paid for by China, but we don't have time to get into that. So they want us to be China. Justin Trudeau asked point blank, who on the world stage do you admire the most? Xi Jinping of China, because they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. They don't have to go through the messiness of elections and debates. That's why they always want to eliminate all debate and all free speech. You know what? Here's the thing too, with free speech, just real quickly. Free speech is never a threat to anyone. Controlling speech is always the threat. You know, you're like, what about, what about hate speech? Threats of violence, I'm not talking about. Threats of violence are actually covered in statute. It's called an assault. I'm talking about 
free speech, even the speech that you hate, can't hurt anybody. We're all adults. We decide what to listen to and what not to listen to. It's when you can try to control speech. That's when you have mass homicides only by the people trying to control speech. But they want us to be like China. Here's a James Melville video. Here's a personal account of how digital ID and central bank digital currencies, social credit systems operate in China. Play it for me. If you go to China, uh, they're piloting it uh, a few years ago in Shenzhen. So I lived overseas. If you go to Shenzhen, back in 2017, they already had facial recognition cameras there. So if you jaywalked in Shenzhen, they would immediately detect that and send you a notification and they would deduct money from your what they call wechat account they, they use two main apps wechat and alipay so you can actually deduct your money directly from your account this is four years ago so this is not like some sort of conspiracy theory it's not something that's going to happen 10 years into the future this happened pre-corona in china and so this system in china that exists is extremely advanced they can detect if it's a man or a woman they can detect they can guess your age they can detect what kind of car model it is who the manufacturer is this is a sort of technology that we see in all these dystopian sort of films and whatever. And people keep putting it off and thinking that this is something that's going to happen later in my kid's lifetime or my grandkids. It's already here. And if this gets implemented anywhere, especially in a Western nation, it's not going away. Israel is already talking about the fourth shot. Then they're going to be going to herpes and they're going to ask if you're gay. They're going to be asking if you ate three pizzas this week because it's unhealthy. If you buy certain books in certain countries, your country doesn't like you. You'll lose points in the social credit score system. So this is already the reality of the world in certain places. And we need to be aware of that if we don't want that or if we do. And to be perfectly honest, anybody who wants his vaccine passport, it's a misnomer. It's total control. Everything you do or don't do will be calculated to the point where if they can detect your GPS signal, if you have a phone on you, they can detect who you're hanging out with. Oh, you're hanging out with somebody that said something bad nine years ago on Weibo, okay, like a Chinese equivalent to Facebook or something like that, right? Oh, you lose two points. Oh, you bought Japanese books. You lose five points because you don't like Japan. This is what is going to come here because it's already there. And we're doing that a little bit with contact tracing for COVID, aren't we? So that they can see where you're at and who you're with. The simple reality is, is that the technology that CSIS has and all these big tech corporations, they already know where you are. It's just that they don't want to shock the system too much and admit that they have it. Edward Snowden revealed all this back in 2013. He, he fled to Hong Kong. They wouldn't keep him there. So now he's in Russia. Yeah. But the NSA has all of your information. They know your Google searches from like February 9th, 2004 in a bunker in Colorado. Help me, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> right, trouble. right. They have all this information. So, but they don't like in the U.S. They have the Fourth Amendment. They can't. They're not supposed to track you forever. Right. So they pretend they don't have it, but they do. Yeah. If they really want to. Use- See, it's all about assimilation. And it's just what I tell you about the synergistic tension it's a it's a fraudulent synergistic tension between the right and the left in our country because most right wing right wingers are actually leftists whether it's mitch mcconnell you know ben sass paul ryan all the myriad of people that i can name name to you it's all a fraud it's to actually usher in mitch mcconnell wants to usher in the globalist leftist klaus schwab world economic forum agenda he wants to usher it in but he's got to make it palatable for you. If they just went all Bernie Sanders and all Adam Schiff and all Nancy Pelosi, and by the way, none of these people are actually socialists for anybody but you, not for themselves, not socialists for themselves. Capitalists for themselves, socialists for you. It's like I say, bug eyes for you, rib eyes for them. It's all an illusion to create, for you to think, you know what, I have people fighting for me and we, you know, we, we lose some and we win some. No, we lose every battle. Are you freer today than you were in 2020? No, you've lost it. Well, we've gotten some freedoms back. But again, I'll use the simplistic math for you. 
If we lost 25% of our freedoms and they gave us 8% back and we all think, yay, we're winning, we're winning. No, you didn't win. You're still 12% down. And that's what they do every year, every decade. They take a little bit more away. While you believe people are fighting for you, nobody's fighting for you. It's an illusion of people fighting for you to make it more palatable for you as they usher the agenda forward. We have to actually go in Go in and win elections, fortify our positions, fortify our political positions. Not talking about violence at all. Not talking about guns at all. I'm talking about political, uh, leveraging political power. Fortify our positions. Balkanize, as Jesse Kelly said, so that we are a powerful force. There will, you know, these will be red states, and then there's the nasty blue states. And let those nasty blue states, as they already are, speak for themselves And you come and you actually, New York made Florida stronger. All of the, all of now it made Lee Zeldin unelectable in in New York. And he did great. He did great against Hochul in the gubernatorial race. They were within five, six points of each other. It's a great job by, by, by Lee Zeldin. But there weren't enough voters there because all of them moved to Florida. Florida got stronger. That's balkanization. Texas has gotten stronger. Balkanization. There's, there's states that are in the balance. That's what we need to do. You just saw in that video. This is what the this is what the Democratic Party wants. It's what the RNC. I didn't say I'm not I'm not accidentally saying RNC. It's what the RNC wants. The RNC wants CBDC currency. The RNC wants uh, uh, climate change regulations. All this CBDC stuff and uh, social credit systems will all be ushered in. All the infrastructure is put in. That was the purpose of COVID-19. Everyone thinks it's a vaccine mandate. No, it's just the infrastructure for leveraging into one world commerce system with a singular access point. All of that infrastructure was put in place by the COVID vaccine narrative, by everybody pretending like COVID was 99.9% unsurvivable, was 99.9% survivable. Everyone needs to pretend. If you don't pretend, just like you were when you were a little girl, a little boy, if you don't pretend, you don't go along to get along with the peer pressure, then you'll suffer societal consequences. That was the point of it all. And when what they did was they ushered in the infrastructure for CBDCs and for social credit systems. It's all been put in place via vaccine mandates. You, we all are carrying around our chains. They know what we, what we search. They know where we are. They know what we look at. Everything. People willfully take a picture of themselves so that they can access their phone so they don't actually have to go like this. They don't want to do that anymore because it's so inconvenient. They want to just be able to put their face there and their phone turn on. So they put their face on. Now, the thing is, my producer Aaron is a, is a tech genius, so he's told me it doesn't really matter anyway because they've already got my face. And it's true. I know that. Probably stupid to be carrying around. If I, if I, if I wasn't pastoring a church, I can tell you flat out, if I had anything, it would be a flip phone. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would just disconnect from it. I'd still be an activist. I'm just telling you, I'd dis- disconnect from that garbage. All right, I just want to get back to this. They want us to be China. Understand that. And I want to show you what China is. This is their, I want to use a nasty term, but I'm not going to. This is their dream. This is their dream. Anthony Fauci, what did he do? He sent an emissary over when this, when the COVID outbreak happened. What did he do? 
Does he, did he pull up slides and look at COVID-19 under a microscope to determine whether it was lab or uh, originated from a lab or originated from natural causes? No, he didn't do any of that. He's never looked at it. He's never looked at the vaccine. He's never looked at a liver slide or a kidney slide or a heart tissue slide post-vaccination under a microscope. He's never looked at COVID-19 under a microscope. He knows what happened. It's gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology that he funded through the EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak. We know that. That's the, he knows that. What did he do? He sent his emissary to China and then glowingly talked about how they were their zero COVID approach was just awesome. This is just a great approach. This is what we need to do. That's what he is. They, and of course, Anthony Fauci, just absolute committed leftist, Hillary Clinton supporter on the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Board of Vaccinations. He, I mean, this is a devout, devout, globalist leftist, world economic forum sycophant. And he goes, he sends his people to China and says, you know what, this is what we need to do. They want us to be China. They, and they could get away with the videos that I'm about to show you, just short excerpts. If they could get away with it, this is what they have for us. And it, you're like, well, it's kind of over now. They've lifted, no, but we're still under a state of emergency. In America until April 23rd of 2023. And you don't think Joe Biden's going to, to extend that after April 23rd, 2023? He absolutely is, of course, because he keeps extending it every chance he gets. Because at any moment, you can just, you, it's, not, it's not constitutional. It's not constitutional to discard the Constitution for a medical emergency. No. But that's, what, that's why they're, Justin, Justin Trudeau has his power still in place. They had to remove Gretchen Whitmer's powers through the Michigan Supreme Court. She, she wanted to hold on to them so, so much, her COVID emergency powers, that they actually had to take her to the Supreme Court, show her in the Michigan State Constitution that you are not allowed to do that which you are doing. She had, she had to be sued. Her powers had to be sued from her. That's who these people are. They want us to be China. All right, Sing. Ping Guang video. This is how Chinese government will forcibly take you to COVID quarantine. Play for me. I just want to show you this is what they want to do. Here's another one. Another Xinping Guang video just in health officials in China's Hangzhou City go from door to door. Play it for me. Who loves China? You have the Belt and Road Initiative, 
inside Belt and Road Initiative is Chinese billions, China, Chinese billions of dollars from China going into co- countries for infrastructure. Inundated, inundate, has inundated Africa. But here's the other ones. Ukraine, Belt and Road Initiative. Australia, Belt and Road Initiative. Now, who looks just like China? Who looks just like China? You now have Russia, of course, linked to it. It's funny. You've heard me talk about this a lot, but just briefly. You have the, this Ukraine war, the weirdest war ever. There's no footage ever being released of it. strange about that, too, isn't it? All the phones and there's never any real war footage is actually released. So you have, you have Ukraine, who has now, is now taking Belt and Road Initiative money from China. China, who is allied with Russia. Strange, isn't it? Strange. So who is allied with China? Ukraine and Russia. India. Australia. Canada. Canada has actually hosted their military to do different military winter exercises inside of Canada. They're all, they're all linked together. Who, and they're all, and they all look alike. You have COVID camps being built in Australia, COVID camps being built in Canada, because that's who they really are. That's why I'm talking about vulcanization. We're not going to be, we're not going to be, have brotherly love and, and, and be yoked together with J.B. Pritzker in Illinois. Kathy Hochul in New York. These are baby butchering, homicidal, cashless bail, rampant crime, lunatics. Guns for them and not for you. Walls for them and not for you. Lunatics. We need to understand. We need this is because this is what they want. Let me show you this video. Aaron, Aaron if you can run that side by side, it'd be good. We don't need any sound for it. This is a Wall Street Silver video. This is Gangzhou City. If the Chinese government remotely switches off your health passport... To code yellow, you will become homeless. That's what's happened to all these people. Because yellow code on your phone, you can't go back to your apartment, stay at a hotel, take any public transport, uh, and you can't. You also can't get food. That's what's happened to all these people. Because they are CBDC, and they have a uh, social credit system, all linked together, central bank, digital currency, linked together with a social credit system. So if you do one thing wrong, you say something against the government. There was somebody that just got, you can bring it back to me. There's somebody recently who said something against the government on Twitter has been put in jail for two and a half years. And all of his accounts, of course, are turned off. He can't travel. I have video footage of thousands of Chinese, Lao Beijing, walking down the road because none of them qualify to get on a bus. They're walking down. I'm talking about, think of the most desolate interstate in your state. They have all these Chinese Lao Beijing, those are non-CCP citizens that refuse to abide by whatever uh, CBDC constraints, social credit systems constraints that, that, that have been imposed upon them, walking down interstates for hundreds and hundreds of miles because they can't call an Uber, they can't call a Lyft, they can't get on a plane, and they can't get on a bus, and they have no money to put gas in their cars. This is what they want for you. All of you allegedly compassionate Christians, you're really not compassionate. You strapped your masks on, you locked your churches down, you pimped and hoard vaccines, you helped to set up the infrastructure for the end times, Revelation 13, and, Revelation 13 and 14. You set up, it causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Revelation 13, 16, 17. You actually are cooperating with the Antichrist spirit when you are compliant. You're not actually compassionate. You thought you were compassionate, trying to save grandma. Let me put a mask on. I'm going to mask my three-year-old because I don't want my three-year-old to give 
COVID to my 48-year-old husband who's obese. You thought you were going to save all save these people. You think you're compassionate. You're not really compassionate. You're actually compliant, and you're actually a coward. And you're actually not 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. The restraining, you are the capitulating. You are the cooperative. You are the compliant. That's who you are. Admit it and repent of it now before you have a mark on your right hand or on your forehead called a quantum dot tattoo that Bill Gates and Gavi MasterCard are working on right now. And that's absolute facts. He states it publicly. They shut you off. People are just living in tents. That's their dream. Here's another one. You can just side by side this one too, Aaron. If you can, if you can't, just always let me know. This is the price of a quarantine pod in China. They're building these everywhere is less than an iPhone, about 5,000 yen. I don't know what all that means. 700 bucks. So it's 700 bucks to build that. Now, you go. can you go right to the next one for me? Aaron and Heather, go right to the next one. Yeah, just mute it. And so that's, that's what they're building. That's what they were building. That's what they were. Well, not that. Well, they could still be. They were building three of these in Australia, a five-eyes country. In other, other words, one of the closest allies to the United States of America is Australia. They were building this, three of them, Three of them in Australia. Because Australia's dream is they receive the Belt and Road Initiative money. You have Australia, you have China buying up harbors. But with, gladly, Dan Andrews loves it. Dan Andrews, who just got reelected on November 26th in Victoria. Victoria's gone. Illinois's gone. New York's gone. California's gone. They love this stuff. They love it. This is what they want for you. Understand, that's why you never take step one. This might be step 50, but you never get to 50 if you don't take step one and put a mask on your face. Tom, that's old news. Is it old news? Masking initiatives are being reinstated as we speak around the country in non-balkanized blue states. That's why we need to balkanize red states. Here's another one for you. Let me in here. I'll go out, let you jump off of that. RNC research video. You know, here's, here's, here's Fauci. Now, I want you to listen to the nuanced language here, and then we'll talk about it right after. Play it for me. Uh, China's official news agency today published an op-ed asserting that the country's strict COVID measures are scientific and effective. Are, are they? Well, when you want to shut down uh, in order to interrupt immediately a process that's going on, like the spread of infection, there should be a purpose to it. Like you want to make sure you get enough ventilators or enough PPE or you want to get your population vaccinated. The comment that I made about their severe uh, um, actions that they've taken is that you have to have an end game. What's the purpose? If the purpose is let's get all the people vaccinated, particularly the elderly, then okay for a temporary period of time to do that. But they have very, very strict type of a lockdown they're locking people in their homes which is really they can't even go out and from what i hear shop or walk a dog or something like that that's going to create a lot of pushback on the part of the population if there's no underlying purpose of what you want to do well they did you hear what the head of the niaid just said that all of these he appears to have this compassionate bent to what he's saying but he doesn't He's saying, quote, the severe actions are fine as long as there's an end game. So the end game in China is zero COVID, which is impossible. It's never, it's not zero COVID. It's financial manipulation. They lock down to control finances inside of their country. That's all they're doing. Shanghai, which is the, the financial center, more leans, more, uh, uh, 
right, if you want to call it that, it leans more capitalistic, I guess would be the term. So they just lock it down. Lock it down, control their currency, control the Lao Beijing, the member, the people in China, which is the majority, by the way, that are not members of the CCP. But Anthony Fauci just said, all these severe actions he's talking about, they won't let people out. They're locking people in. Let me show you what a lockdown is real quick, and I'll get back to Fauci. Yeah, Aaron, just side by side the next one again for me. I know I'm asking you to do that a lot. But here it is. Now, this is what, this is an Aaron Ginn video right here. This is what China means by lockdowns. This is them locking down. They just had 10 people killed because a fire started in a building they had welded the door shut on. So Anthony Fauci just said that actions like this, they're welding people. Look at them. They're welding people inside their building. Anthony Fauci just said the head of the the NIAID, Trump's Trump's uh, uh, COVID-19 task force chief, he just said these actions are fine as long as there's an end game. They're fine as long as there's an end game. They're never fine, ever. You never, you can never force an American to lock down. Never force an American to not say something. Never force an American to take a vaccine. Never force an American to put a mask on or social distance or alcohol gel. Nothing. It doesn't matter what the emergency is. Rattlesnakes falling from the sky. Pterodactyls coming out of the ground. Reincarnated dinosaurs. Nothing. They can force nothing. We have a constitution. But Anthony Fauci, devout left winger, of which his constraints, his dictates, his mandates never apply to him. None of them. He'll never eat bug eyes. He'll only eat ribeyes. He knows that. Same thing with Pelosi. All of them get caught without their masks on because they don't believe their own narrative. Their narrative is just to usher in their globalist leftist agenda. That's it. They don't care about how how much CO2 is in the air. They don't care about how much COVID's in the air. They don't care about hospitalization or death rates. All they care about is control rates. And he just said all of these these tactics are absolutely fine as long as there's an end game. And the end game for the globalist left is there's never an end game. That's the point of it. And I want to show you this. This is a Greg Price video. This is from the, what, what's, what, the case that's in front, one of the cases. The one that's grabbing the headlines, the cases that are in front of the Supreme Court right now, the case that's grabbing the headlines is the Jack Baker, uh, Jack Phillips, the, the cake maker, the, you know, the, the baker who refused to bake a cake for a lesbian wedding. He didn't even refuse to, to bake a cake for their wedding. He refuses to put pro-homosexual things on the cake. If they want just a plain cake, he'll bake it for them. But he won't put pro-lesbian or pro-gay things onto a cake, which, by the way, you're allowed to do. I thought, it was a, I thought all the liberals always say it's a private company, you can do whatever you want. Right? I thought, well, I thought you could. So what, what's, how, how does this poor man been bankrupted by having to pay legal fees, which, of course, is another tactic of the globalist left who, has, who have a bottomless bank account, put you into one trial after another, one deposition after another, paying legal fees like they did, bankrupting General Flynn, bankrupting Roger Stone, attempting to bankrupt Alex Jones, and they have bankrupted Alex Jones, attempting to bankrupt Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, Donald Trump, try to bankrupt you by endless litigation because they can just keep printing money and you don't, you can't print money because if you printed money, you go to federal prison for 30 years, they print money and get richer and richer and richer. But there's they have these cakes before the Supreme Court. And again, what does this have to do with what I'm talking about? This is what they want. They want China. And look, look at this day. This is Gorsuch talking. Trump nominee to the Supreme Court, Neil Gorsuch. Has done a great job. Jack Phillips, the cake baker in Masterpiece Cake Shop, had to go through a re-education program. So he's arguing with the people who want to force this guy to put I love lesbians on cakes. Force them. Now, could, could you go into a left wing 
bake shop and put on there, make them bake a cake that says, I love Trump? No, but as long as it's a leftist narrative, you can force people to do it, right? That's China. That's what they want. Listen to Gorsuch, Gorsuch talk to the leftist attorneys. Play for me. I'm, I'm looking for the distinction between the two cases. One you say is okay, the other one not okay. Because the company, unlike our first example of the, the speechwriter, yeah. the company here says in no uncertain terms will they ever sell a company, a, a, a product or a service to a same-sex couple. No, what they say is we will not sell to anyone, anyone. A, a message that I disagree with as a matter of religious faith, just as a speechwriter says, or the press release writer, the freelance writer says, I will not sell to anyone a speech that offends my religious beliefs. But here they are defining their service by excluding someone based on that, their... That's their religious belief. Well, in Colorado... You can't change their religious belief, right? No, but... but well, to... And you protect religious beliefs under the statute, right? That is one of the protected characteristics, yes. in theory. And in practice. If it wasn't in practice, we had heard about it over, over the past several years, and, and my friend has pointed to no example where this has been applied. Mr. Phillips did go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law, did he not, Mr. Olson? He went through a, a process that ensured he was familiar it with... It was a re-education program, right? It was not a re-education program. What do you Mr. call it? It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law. Someone might be excused for calling that a re-education. I strongly program. disagree, Justice Gorsuch. Thank you, Mr. Olson. Justice Kavanaugh. So there you go. Now you have Jack Phillips who refuses to, to bake a cake with pro-homosexual verbiage on it. He has the right to do it. The Gorsuch is arguing, again, they want us to be like China. This man was sent to a re-education camp by the Colorado state attorney. To re-educate for violating what could could most be a civil offense was sent by force to a re-education camp. According to Nir Gorsuch, now he calls it a re-education program, I'm calling it a camp. For what? Because he refused to put down... Now again, Neil Gorsuch says, you know what, if you have a left-wing speechwriter who's hired to write a speech, I can't go to them and say, you know what, I want you to write a speech for the TLP. And you need to put pro-Tom Lipley, pro-Foundation Church, pro-Christianity stuff. That speechwriter has the right to say, I'm not going to do that. Same thing with the baker. And this idiot attorney on the Democratic Party side, the leftist side, says there's some sort of delineation between the two. How is there a delineation? It's a delineation only when they deem it to be hate. If it's hate, you are not allowed to, in their eyes, if it's hate, you are not allowed to have First Amendment rights if it's hate. Can't do it because who's the arbiter of hate? Townhall.com video. I just had to throw this in here. Great job by Tom Cotton. What's happening here is you've got a merger. Kroger, because of monopolistic, you know, the preventions against monopolies, Kroger is wanting to merge with, I'll see it on the screen, with another company. And, you know, I want to just lay this out because it's a very brief video. They're trying to merge. And whenever all of these woke companies, they do all, they, they initiate, they dictate wokeness, they force vaccinations, force mass, force you to call a woman a man and a man a woman, suppress secure election measures like Coca-Cola did. And then whenever, whenever, whenever they want a merger though, they then expect right-wingers who are more free business and, you know, because the people are always call, calling to, to break up Facebook, 
up till just recently have all been on the left. And it's funny that the very people who want to destroy a company are the very people that that company obey and want to please and are a member of Kroger and Albertsons. Thank you, Aaron. Great. So Kroger and Al- Albertsons want to merge. So they think, you know, we're going to go now, even though we have absolutely just dished all Republicans and conservatives. Now, because we think that they're more federalistic, they're more capitalistic, they're more free market. Now we're going to go appeal to the very people that we have acted against, that we have banned from our platforms, banned from our stores, acted and, and voted against and financed against their electoral interests. Now we're going to go to those people just like all kinds of D.C. Republicans do. They come home and they give their Trump speeches and do the opposite in D.C. It's the same thing that happens here, just vice versa. They do all, they, they go to D.C. and say all the right things and do all the right things and then go home and do all the wrong things, just the opposite. But here is, here is Tom Cotton's response to the representatives for Kroger and Albertsons. Play for me. This situation reminds me a little bit of the situation big tech companies have found themselves in in recent years. They've come to Washington because they fear regulation from our Democratic friends or action by the Biden administration, and they expect Republicans who are traditionally more supportive of free enterprise to come to their defense. And I've cautioned them for years that if they silence uh, conservatives and center-right voters across the country, if they discriminate against them in their company, They probably shouldn't come and ask Republican senators to carry the water for them whenever our Democratic friends want to regulate them or block their mergers. So I've heard a lot lot of questioning about that today, and I've read a lot about it in the news. Um, And I'll say this. I'm sorry that's happening to you. Best of luck. That is what you do. Great job, Tom Cotton. He's right about 99% of the time, does a great job. Great job, legitimate conservative. That's what you do. When they come to you, you know, because suddenly they need the capitalists. Suddenly they need the free market people. They've done all that they can against capitalism. It's impossible to understand why people who rely on capitalism want to destroy capitalism. I, I don't know. They must think that there's an end game that they profit in. But then, But when they sit there, and they create their corporate rules, their ESGs, everything else against us. And then they need us. See, Tom Cotton is us. We voted in Tom Cotton. We voted him in. So they, they but now they need the free market people, the very, the, very pe- uh, the very people that they politically activate against constantly. They're activists against the political right. And then suddenly they need them. That's exactly the response that we need to have with our dollars, with our votes, with our time, with, with the, the screens we look at. That's why everybody needs to have a Rumble account, a Getter account, a Gab account, an Odyssey account. We're live on all of those right now. What am I missing there? Black Robe TV account. What am I missing any? We need to have account because we need to have a, 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 a dual society. We need to have a parallel society because we cannot rely on these corporate interests anymore. Let me go to this now. This is cabal climate. This is the cabal climate section of the show. They can't use COVID right now. They use climate. Is those the only two? No, they'll find that they, they, they have many tactics, racial equity, gender equity, COVID, vaccines, climate, gun grabbing. They use crime. They want crime, so they believe that it legitimizes them being able to come and confiscate your guns. What they do is they simply have Soros 
state attorneys and district attorneys in place. They never prosecute gun crime, so they have rampant gun crime, so it justifies gun confiscations. It's all, it's all different tactics to usher in the globalist leftist agenda, which is, of course, leveraging you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point. That's the point of it all. Climate change is one of those tactics. Nobody can prove that climate change has ever hurt one solitary person or animal. Nobody. Nobody can prove it. It's just like they always say all the time. You hear, like, I'm going to run out of time before I get to it tonight, but Yoel Roth, former content coordinator slash sort of a CEO of Twitter, will say that there's all sorts of anti-violent transgender tweets. Where? Where's the threat? Prove to us the threat. Show us the violence against transgenders. I like to see it. The, the, the number one victims of crime in New York City are Jews. Jewish people. That's number one. Number two is black on black. That's it. Those are the facts. Those are the FBI, UCR statistics. Those are the NYPD statistics. Those are the facts. So show us, Yoel Roth. Show us where there's violence against transgender people. Show us. Show us the statistics. Show us the videos. Show us the pics. There's never any of that. It's the same thing with climate change. Show us how it's an existential threat to us. Show us how it's killed people. Show us how CO2, people have gone, up, oh, drop dead. From CO2, inhalation, nothing. But here's some interesting stuff now. People think, not you that are watching because I'm preaching to the choir, but you never know, there might be somebody who's looking to learn something. That is all the same demonic spirit, whether it's COVID, vaccines, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, all to subject, to objectify, to subject, to bring into submission and control humanity. That's all that it's ever been about. And I'm talking about from day one of 15 days of 32 months now of flattening the curve. That's all that it's ever been about. And climate change is the exact same thing, is to usher you into a system where they control your output of energy, where they control how much energy you have, your access to energy, your output of energy, your access to cash, your output of cash, control everything. Toby Young tweet. A coalition of labor, liberal Democrat, and green counselors in Oxford are planning, which is a county in England, to divide, are planning to divide the city into seven zones and restrict movement between them to combat climate change. Welcome to the future. That's happening in England. Here's the article from the Daily Skeptic. Oxford City Council, Oxford County Council, is going to a trial is going to trial a scheme whereby the residents of the city are divided into six zones. With movement by car between... Yeah, Aaron, you can side by side. That's basically the same thing, but this is a different city. This is a different city right here. I'll get into this one from Matea Murta in just a minute because that's Canterbury. All the same thing, same spirit, control you, leverage you into a one-world commerce system. Control you. This is this couldn't be any more control, could it? The residents of the city are divided into six zones. Looks like six zones for Canterbury too, right? Very strange how six pops up over and over again. With movement by car between the zones restricted to 100 trips per year. So some government official, some bureaucrat's going to be marking how many trips you take if you live in Oxford or you live in Canterbury. Oxfordshire County Council, that's England again, yesterday approved plans to lock residents into one of six zones to save the planet from global warming. Well, how have any of these people ever been affected by global warming? How, how, I mean, how has the city council ever been affected by global warming? 
The latest stage in the 15-minute city agenda is to place electric gates at key roads in and out of the city, confining residents to their own neighborhoods. Under the new scheme, if residents want to leave their zone, they will need permission from the council. From the council. If you want to drive from Whistlewood Road onto New Dover Road, again, this is not, I'm talking about Oxford right now, and that's Canterbury. But it's all the same. They, by the way, the exact same picture of Oxford is available too. It looks exactly, this map looks exactly the same. So a bureaucrat will decide whether you can drive from Whistle, uh, uh, Whitstable Road to New Doval if you're able to qualify probably with your One World Commerce system with a single access point, your common pass, be able to, be able, you'll have a certain amount of times that you can activate the gate, like a key code. Under the new scheme, if residents want to leave their zone, they will need permission from the council who gets to decide who is worthy of freedom and who isn't. That sounds familiar, right? Essential and non-essential? New normal? Under the new scheme, residents will be allowed to leave their zone a maximum of 100 days per year. Leave your zone. You will stay in your zone. You will stay in your... This is England. This is the mother of our country. This is England. Basically, we, we end up doing most of the time what England does, which shouldn't be. But in order to even gain this... Every resident will have to register their car. Strange, isn't it, how that works? Just like CBDC. Somebody will control, will be at the spigot of your money. Just like social credit system, somebody will be at the spigot of your money through CBDC, simply money. Social credit system is tied to your money where if you chew gum and they don't want you to chew gum, they'll fine you $1,000 just like PayPal does. We'll have to register their car details with the council, that's why they want everybody to have electric cars, by the way. With the council who will then track their movements via smart cameras around the city. That sounds great, doesn't it? That just sounds absolutely wonderful. Go to the next one for me, Aaron, or Heather. Mateo Murta. Government is trying, it's another, here we are in another city, just using the same map again. Government is trying to manipulate human behavior so they can usher in climate lockdowns. Here's from the Daily Mail. Different city, same country. A plan to stop people driving between neighborhoods. Very strange, isn't it? That Canterbury is doing the same thing as Oxford. Very same exact thing. A plan to stop people from driving. Oh, this could never happen. This is why you don't put a mask on. This is why you don't lock down. This is why you don't agree to six, five. Well, I don't see the harm in it. You can't get to step 50 without step one, two, and three. They now know that people will do stupid things. They now lock down. What does that do? Spread the virus. Masking, what does that do? Spread the virus. Vaccine, what does that do? Spread the virus. They know now people will do absolutely nonsensical, logical things so that they will not be deemed an outsider, a conspiracy theorist, somebody who's not of the science or lacks compassion. Whatever label they'll put on. Now they know people are using Andrew Tate one more time, are not sentient to know the big picture and to see that people are trying to control them. Canterbury City Council is, propose, is proposing to divide the city into five districts. Under the plan, drivers will be unable to cross between zones without a fine. Local labor leader branded the suggestion a draconian ban on freedom of movement. A draconian plan to stop people driving between neighborhoods has come under fire for banning free movement. I mean, can you imagine this has actually been proffered in a, in a pseudo-democratic republic under a parliamentarian system? This has actually been proposed. Canterbury City Council is proposing to divide the city into five different districts with drivers unable to cross between zones without being fined. 
all under the auspices of saving the planet. And nobody there can even name one instance where they've ever been affected by the planet or climate change or whether it's hotter, whether it's colder, because now it's getting colder after a decade of getting hotter because the climate always changes. And I just wanted to throw this into you to show you the commonality because this is in Ireland, which of course basically is England. England is Ireland. Ireland. I mean, I, they don't want to be called that. I get it. But I mean, basically they run the same and here's, here's Ireland. All right. And I'm just showing you the tactics. The tactics of control are one and the same. They're, they're, they're locking people down for climate. They're proposing to zone people off so that people can't travel from town to town under the auspices of saving the planet when they can't even define the problem. And same thing with COVID. What's the problem exactly? 99.9% survival rate. Only people that are dying are 80 and above with mo- multiple comorbidities and the morbidly obese. Those are the people who are dying. Everybody else is living, so they can't really define a problem but yet they bring in draconian measures. Look at this. This is in Ireland. Police in full chemical attire in what on the face of it is quite scary footage from Northern Ireland showing the arrest of someone from Deary, Ireland that allegedly failed to isolate after returning from Turkey. This is now. Play for me. Get up! That's enough. Get up! That's enough. enough. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's no need for this. There's no need for this. Her crime, her crime is she failed to isolate. They look like women in their 30s who have, there's the vaccine doesn't stop transmission infection. Lockdown doesn't stop transmission infection. 76% of all COVID cases are caught in one's own home. So it makes absolutely no sense. But I want to show you that because I want to show you that it's the same spirit with different tactics, same agenda with different tactics. Isolate just like they're doing for climate change in your zones. Look at how they've color-coded the zones. There's like, just like code red and code blue or code orange for COVID outbreaks. Now they've zoned you off with colors using climate change. And they're still enacting draconian COVID measures right there on basically the island of England in Ireland. Same thing, same agenda, different tactics. All right, Z- uh, Net Zero Watch tweet. Sadiq Khan, mayor of London, what's he up to? Has declared war on London drivers by expanding a low emission zone across all of the city. Hundreds of thousands of motorists will be slapped with a 12, whatever pound, 50, 12, 12.5, 12, $12. I want to say 12 pounds. I don't know what the 50 stand. Day, 12 pound daily charge to drive in greater London. Khan has declared war. Drivers by expanding a low emission zone. So he's zoning off. London. For what? So that Sadiq Khan, globalist leftist, World Economic Forum sycophant and attender, lover of Klaus Schwab, who is a lover of China because they want you to be China. He's doing the exact same thing that Oxford's doing, exact same thing that Canterbury's doing. They're all the same demonic spirit. If you don't want to use demonic spirits, the same attitude, same agenda, same in here, same agenda, same tactics. And Sadiq Tan, what did, what did he love to? Love lockdowns, love masking, love vaccine mandates, love vaccine passports, because it's all one and the same to control humanity. That's what they want to do for their own 
personal wealth, their own personal prosperity, and their own personal fame. And it's just to show you. Here's, here's, here's an example. You can just side by side this, Aaron. You can mute it. Citizen Free Press. Here's all their green vehicles. These are a bunch of green scooters. They're allegedly green, right? This is where all the green scooters end up that replace cars in these cities that have these internal combustion engines that are so harmful to everybody. This is where they end up. Look at this. Fields after field after fields of their batteries, of their scooters. They're toxic. They're toxic materials. Far worse than CO2 emissions. All right, let's go to the next one. This is a human progress video. A 2016 paper was published by 32 authors from 24 institutions in eight countries that analyzed satellite data and concluded. See, now let's let's figure it out. Is there actually a problem? Sadiq Khan says there's a problem. The City Commission for Canterbury and Oxford said there's a problem. Such a problem they have to zone off humanity and forbid you from trading, from buy, selling, trading, or traveling. They have to do that because it's such an existential threat to life that they have to come in and use draconian measures to control you, to save you. That's what they say. So is there actually a problem? Play it for me, other. So there you go. And let me just put this as a little side note there. It's kind of interesting that you have Mark Rutt in the Netherlands and not only the Netherlands, it'll also, of course, happen in Canada where they're trying in the United States where they're being bought up by Bill Gates and the CCP. What's being bought up by the hundreds of thousands of acres? Farms. So CO2, higher CO2 levels actually yield more crops, right? And so they're actually trying to limit CO2 because they actually want to limit the food supply. And if they can't limit the food supply, they'll just confiscate the farms. Because once you own, once you have, once you own all of the product, own all of the product, you control access to the product, which means you can control behavior if you have weak people. So is there actually a problem? Well, here, this Jimmy Salford video is probably the fifth time I've showed this video. It's very short. It's a great video, though. You have a right winger who goes to a left winger and says, you know what? 
You want to shut down the world for climate change. Do me a favor and define it. Define the problem. Play it for me. When I asked... Well, just a moment, Alice, you've been speaking for most of the night. When I... When, when I... When I asked Tanya Plibersek... We'll fact-check that one for you. Yes. <laughs> when I asked Tanya Plibersek, was the deputy leader of the Labor Party and the potential deputy prime minister, was carbon dioxide the big issue in relation to climate change? And she said yes. I then said, well, that being the case, what percentage of the atmosphere is made up of carbon dioxide? And she said, I don't know. And I said, hang on, you don't know what percentage of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide and yet you're prepared to stand the economy on its head to address a problem, the detail of which you don't know. So when I then explained that the percentage of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, Alice, is how much? Alice, how much of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere? To answer Alice? the question, Scott Morrison has said he believes in climate much? change Alice, and that much? he wants to do something about Alice, it. Alice, how much carbon dioxide is the problem? How much carbon dioxide is there in the atmosphere? I'm not a scientist. Too much. I don't oh. know. I'm, I'm a Well, hang on. If you're going to argue the case, you ought to know. It's 0.04 of a percent. And of that 0.04 of a percent, human beings around the world create 3 percent. And of that 3 percent, Australia creates 1.3 percent. So for the 1.3 percent of 3 percent of 0.04 percent, we then decide to have a national economic suicide. Alan, now, Alan, you're Alan, Alan I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Please, for you to have made that point. Which... So you have a climate change activist, someone who wants to, it's not just climate change that they're, that they're advocating that the climate is changing. When I say climate change activist, I mean somebody who is trying to usher in totalitarian rule, zones that you can drive in and that you can't drive in, Canterbury, Oxford, London. They're trying to usher in, uh, not COVID, because it's all the same, COVID, climate, same thing, same totalitarianism, using a different tactic. Um, When I say climate change activist, I mean somebody who wants to control you using totalitarian means under the guise, under the excuse of, co- of, of climate change and COVID, of course. This is an interesting example right here. Switzerland looks to ban a, a Miko for Pinkton tweet. Switzerland looks to ban use of electric cars over the winter to save energy. So they make everybody buy electric cars to see what's like I said. If they control all the product, the product is electricity. They control it all. And you must have the product they can manipulate the behavior. That's the point behind it all. There's other points when it comes to electric cars too, even when they're not telling you that you can't plug your car in because they're trying to save electricity. There's other points too, because once they control the electric grid, they can put you into those green zones, the purple zones, the red zones, and control your travel by shutting off your access to electricity, just like they shut off your access to currency. That's the point behind it all, is the control of humanity and we must be the second thessalonians chapter 2 3 through 8 restraining if we stand and we restrain we will win at least this generation and we must stand you can't give an inch because if you give an inch you'll give two and you'll end up giving miles and that's what happened with covid because all of the infrastructure for cbdc central bank digital currencies for social credit systems, that infrastructure was put in using a medical emergency, and they're never gonna stop unless we no longer comply. Please don't conflate compassion with compliance. They are very 
different things. Love you all. Back here Thursday night, 8.30. Got some videos coming up right now that you've got to see. Don't leave yet. Great videos. They'll be run, run right after another. Love you all. Back here Thursday night, 8.30. God bless you. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing, the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything, protection, the Bible, church, the Bible.